Thanks for listening to the Von Hessler Doctrine podcast. Remember, you can hear the show from 4 to 7 on 95.5 WSB and follow the doctrine on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, Instagram, and Twitter for even more content. Hour one of the Von Hessler Doctrine begins right now. Eric Von Hessler off today and tomorrow, but don't worry, you have me, Tim Andrews, a.k.a. Andrew Timms. My alter ego gives me confidence to do this job. Along with George Clark, who is the aforementioned or yet-to-be-mentioned man behind the glass, and right across the uh, desk from me here, Mr. Jared Yamamoto. Hey, Tim, what's going on, buddy? Well, not much. How are you? I feel good, man. I feel like... The news cycle has been crazy this week with all of the big... The news gods never fail to give. Oh, especially this week. We're about to get the, the weather again tomorrow with Oh, Christina. yeah, I heard it was going to rain. It's going to rain like crazy tomorrow. And then, you know, we got all the political news earlier this week, all the sports news with Belichick, Saban, music news with music festivals going But it's going to rain. Going all crazy, but it's going to rain, It's going to rain. So we're literally getting School's it all. School's canceled. It's going to rain. It is lit- we are literally getting it all here. I don't understand week. that. Why do they cancel school when it's going to rain? Well, I think that sometimes the infrastructure isn't good enough for the buses to get around, and maybe that's the, that's one of the issues. I, I, I always felt like in Fayette County, we were one of the few school districts that would not close. So we were the ones where everybody else around us would close. Yeah. But we would make it a point in Fayette County growing up to be the school district that went to school in all these conditions. So. If we didn't get more than six inches of snow where I grew up, the school was was on. If you got more than six inches, sometimes you got the day off. But See, if it, less than that, you had to go. I kind of wish that we had like at least like one or two snows per winter like that. Yeah. And then but I'd be okay with it if it lasted for like a day or two. But see, even in Georgia, like the last time we had like a significant snowfall was years ago. I think like 2014, right? That was the last time we had No, 2017 because we were here and I had to stay at a hotel down the street. Oh, did you really? Yeah, I yeah. guess we did get some like and I feel like even then that was on a weekend or something like that. It wasn't it, it's kind of there is a fun feeling of waking up knowing that you're getting snow and that you you get to miss school right when you're a kid, but only for like a day or two. And then after yeah. that, it's like, yeah, get back to normal. So I don't yeah, know when, why. Yeah, snow days when you're a kid are great. When you're a parent, I imagine that they're horrible. Yeah, I can I can only imagine having to deal with uh, child care and all of that. And I feel like here in Atlanta, again, like with some of these metro counties that we have, the infrastructure just is a little tough for mm-hmm. some of the school districts where, I mean, some of, some of these kids have got a long, long ride on the bus to go to school. So maybe that's yeah. what's impacting them. They just don't want to put any of our wonderful children in harm's way tomorrow that's during right. the, the it's gonna bad, rain during the bad rain that Christina Edwards is predicting for tomorrow. It's going to rain. That's, that's right. Before it rains, though, let's do this. I didn't know you had flies in Iowa. <laughs> I hate flies. <laughs> Now, I'll get in trouble for saying that. Cruelty to animals. No, it's true. And, and, and Joan, Shingang, Shingang's password. Shanga, Koala. If you, in a lab, put atrazine in, in, a, in a, 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 a tank full of frogs, it will chemically castrate and force, forcibly uh, uh, feminize every frog in there and Trail mix. <laughs> that's what happened to Kermit the Frog, and that's why Miss Piggy left him because he was chemically castrated and became <laughs> Karen the Frog. Listen, are you or Carmen the Frog? Sorry. 
RFK, are you excited about coming to Atlanta this weekend? I know you're going to be hanging out with Shelly Winter on I'm Saturday. Gonna on, I'm going to be hanging out with Shelly Winter. Not Shelly Winters, the actress who was in all those great movies like Lolita and the one where the boat flipped over. <laughs> you're going to be hanging out with our Shelly Winter here at WSB Radio. And that's going to be... That's going to be awesome. That's good. I, I'm, I'm going to make it a point to come out here just to meet the guy because I, I, I don't agree with him on a lot of politics. But, I mean, anybody that says what he just said in our trail mix sound right there, I mean, you, you got you to at least like figure out what this guy is about right i like him because he's ballsy and he says what he wants to say and then people call him a kook and uh you know if you if you go against the grain whether you're center left or center right everybody thinks you're a kook even if you're just a moderate people think you're a kook why yeah. aren't you as extreme as i am you need to be on my side or else yes yes i heard it was gonna rain <laughs> anyway uh last night was i guess i don't know not maybe the playoffs of, of politics not really a super bowl until next november but uh, uh there was a debate last night between uh, desantis and and uh nikki haley yeah that's right you had that at drake university and then drake Trump, the rapper he has a university he sure does it's, in, cool. uh, it's in iowa yeah Nice. <laughs> and and uh, then across town in Des Moines, I know that uh, Trump had a town hall on Fox News as well. Uh, Vivek Ramaswamy was on TimCast. So you had like all of the major candidates were jumping in there, making sure that their followers had information that they needed about them. And some of the things that I pulled out of it were, uh, in particular, like, I, I actually had a chance to watch a little bit of them. Did you watch any of them, Tim? No. Okay, okay. You, you're no, a wise no, no, no. I have uh, standards when it comes Th- to entertainment. There's just, there's just very little substance that's coming out of these debates now. And in, in particular, I have to give CNN a hard time about it because you had a real opportunity to get real answers from both Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley last night. And I feel like you they did they not... They want a cat fight. Yeah, they wanted a cat fight. And a couple times... There were moments where it could have gotten to that point, but I have to give a lot of uh, props to both Haley and DeSantis for not going that far. I did pull this moment in particular. This happened in the first 10 minutes that I thought was uh, rather funny when DeSantis called Haley out on this. I think the difference between uh, Nikki Haley and me, you know, I listened to all that litany of stuff. You know, I debated the governor of California, Gavin Newsom. Um, you know, I thought he lied a lot. Uh, man, Nikki Haley may gives him a run for his money, and she may even be more liberal than Gavin Newsom is. Oh. We are. Oh, zing. He got her, didn't he? <laughs> the, the faces that she was making when he was making statements uh-huh. was uh, something that she needs to be coached on, I See, would say. isn't that what this is all about, though? It's gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. And, uh, and her making her little hot points and he making his hot points. I listened to Eric Erickson earlier today. And and whenever something like that happens, I try to tune into Eric's show because he can break things down. For sure. And he made some really good points that they had every opportunity, like you said, to present their case as to why people in Iowa and New Hampshire and other states should vote for them instead of Donald Trump, who, by the way, hasn't gone to any of these debates. Right. Now, I get why he hasn't gone there, but he could have. And he could have said, I'm going to go and debate and present my case why I need to be in the White House again. And I know that I have challengers and I know that I'm way ahead of them. But let let's let's everybody get in the ring. Let's everybody have a battle royale and share their ideas. He doesn't have to. He's just going to coast. So in a way, he's like the sitting incumbent president. But my point overall is they wasted every opportunity they had to present their cases. And they just ended up having, like we said, a cat fight. Yeah. And and then the thing that's just pitiful about it, and I feel like this was strong in the last two election cycles, especially presidential cycles, where you really start pushing towards a website. I mean, if we had made a drinking game for how many times Nikki Haley said, go to DeSantisLies.com to get all of the information about DeSantis, I would have been drunk in the first 15 minutes of this debate while watching it. And I'm like, and I, I got bored with it. 
So then I turned over to Fox News to see what Trump was saying. And I mean, it could not. The Trump have, show, right? It, it became the Trump show, Tim. It's the greatest hits. And, and he's just out there. He's laughing. He's having fun with uh, his constituents. But there was no accountability, no questions. It felt like it was almost like he was up there acting like a comedian at times. Uh, this is a moment where he uh, he was asked if he knows who his vice president is going to be. And this is how it sounded. Who would be in the running for vice president? Well, I can't tell you that, really. I mean, I know who it's going to be. Give us a hint. I'll give you, we'll do another show sometime. Well, what about any of the people who you've run against? Would you be open to mending fences with oh, any sure, of them? Oh, sure, I will, I will. I've already started like Christy better. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Someone, it's like, it's, it becomes jokey. Christy, Christy for vice president? I don't, I don't see it, I don't see it. That would be an upset, Christy for vice president. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to announce. <laughs> Well, it's not going to be, you know, I've thought about it. I reached out to Nikki Haley, but, I, you know, it's going to be Nikki Haley, right? That's the only way. That's the only possible way the GOP will support me is if it's Nikki Haley, which is just Mike Pence. you got to bring everybody. Mike Pence in a wig. You've got to bring everybody together there, Mr. Trump. This is uh, this is going to be more difficult than you think there, man. I'm not too worried about it. It's uh, showtime at the Apollo, as Eric likes to say. Lots of jokes, open mics. Let's get it going. Uh, Do you like having that friendly of an audience the entire time? Because somebody I don't want to anybody criticizing me or asking me tough questions that I am unable to answer because I don't really pay that much attention to the issues. Yeah, you, you, you certainly don't. But somebody that does pay attention to the issues, that would be our buddy Doug Turnbull. He's watching the Big Jam on So, uh, Jared, uh, why do people think that I like Chris Christie again? I used to like him, but, you know, I didn't like him. Yeah, you were, you were not a fan of him and he no. was going after you. Honestly, just uh, yesterday or the day before yesterday, he was going after you. But, because when uh, Chris Christie made his big announcement that he was dropping out of the presidential race yesterday, there was a hot mic moment that happened just before the announcement that I think, I suspect this is why, mm. Mr. Trump, you like him so much over here. Listen to this. Yeah, I mean, look, she spent $68 million so far, just on TV, spent $68 million so far, $59 million by DeSantis, and we spent twelve. I mean, who's punching above their weight and who's getting a return on their investment, you know? And she's going to get smoked. And you and I both know it. She's not up to this. She hasn't even. She well, that's, that's, that's why she being uh, Nikki Haley, right? Yes, that is correct there. so I, I mean, her state's a bunch of idiots. It's not their fault they're idiots. I mean, it's because she was their governor. And so it's, uh, it's, it's, it's very interesting how immediately when somebody jumps away from their talking points of hating you and they go to loving you, then all of a sudden, hey, you're not a bad guy anymore. Ah, they all love each other. They know this is all a bunch of chicanery. Yeah, it, it really has become that, too. But we didn't hear from Vivek. I'm sorry I stepped on you there. But we haven't heard from Vivek. Did he have anything to say? Because he was on with Tim Pool. Yes, he was on with uh, Tim Pool. hope they didn't get swatted in the middle of it. Tim Pool gets swatted all the time. I know, and this was, uh, again, pro I, I think that the interesting thing that both George and I noticed about this was even looking for debate clips... Yes. Or yeah. earlier today, like the Vivek Ramaswamy cuts were showing up first over like the Haley DeSantis cuts on X and various social media platforms. So obviously there were people watching this as well. The system wants to narrow this down to a two horse race between Donald Trump and a puppet who they can control. And it has become increasingly clear that puppet is not a Democrat. It's not even Gavin Newsom. It's Nikki Haley. It's in our own party. Well, today, one more step in that plot unfolds. Chris Christie drops out. Next up, I'm going to make a prediction. You're actually going to see Ron DeSantis join Nikki Haley's ticket. He's going to be her VP. The whole game, it's hiding in plain sight. Whatever it takes. And this system will stop at nothing. Well, okay, he's making a point there. 
but he's guessing. So what happens? The Iowa caucus is Monday, right? That's correct. So if Trump ends up victorious in that, who's going to drop out? There's only two other candidates. They're going to wait a little bit longer, then they'll have New Hampshire, and then they'll have South Carolina. By yeah. South Carolina, we'll know for sure when she loses her home state. Yeah, I think Nikki Haley is going to stay in through South Carolina. DeSantis, if he gets smoked in Iowa, he will drop out in both Vivek and Trump said that last night. Trump uh, said said basically the same thing as well, too. He's going to be out of the race very soon. He's going to be out very soon. You know, I watched him last night. He's standing up with his shoes, his fancy shoes. Uh, and <laughs> he's going to be out of the race within, you know, a lot of people say before, before New Hampshire. See, <laughs> if, even if he doesn't win, whoever wins should appoint him to be the press secretary. That way he can just get up and tell jokes. He'd certainly be funnier than that lady that's there now. For sure. And I, I feel like... The thing, the thing that was nice, if I have to give some credit to Fox News for their town hall last night, it is nice to see him in a softer form like that. However, if you are a true, undecided, independent voter, you are not swayed by what you saw last night in that town hall. You're not swayed by what you saw in that CNN debate. No, but that the, makes me ask this question. How are you undecided? I just, I, I, I guess. Mean, I mean, not now. Okay. Undecided. Right. Look at what's been going on for the past four years, and then weigh your options. It could be anybody. You could throw a stick up there. Right. Hey, we want to know what you think about this, by the way. Who won the night last night? Which of those candidates won the night? Just go to the WSB radio app and leave us a comment. We'll play it. Yeah, did you like the Fox News town hall better? Did you like the CNN debate? Or did you watch Vivek on Timcast last night, too? Which, which one did you <laughs> I don't you... watch it for Tim. <laughs> That's right. I watch it for Vivek. Yeah. So find out about that. Leave us an open mic, and we will uh, play those throughout the show. Uh, somebody who else is somebody else who's going to be on throughout the show. That's Doug Turnbull. He's watching two big jams. On two... All right. DraftKings has the latest line on who will be taking over the head coaching job for our beloved Atlanta Falcons, and I think you're going to be surprised because this guy knows how to win. Let's just put it this against way. Atlanta. Let's just put it this way: the entire sports universe has been rocked after the week of news. I can't wait to talk about it. Jared Yamamoto, are, do you know any material by have you, have you ever listened to or seen George Carlin? I have. I've, I've been introduced to him by you guys here on the Von Hessler Doctrine before I started working with y'all. Had never watched any of his material. Yeah, a lot of millennials have that that going because he was dead by the time they came of age to watch uh, comedy. Well, he's back in AI form, and we'll talk oh. about that when we come back. Hey guys, this is Chris from Calhoun. Uh, I was calling in to uh, let you guys know I was watching uh, Timcast last night. Uh, I thought Vivek did a really good job. All right, bye guys. Oh, thanks a lot. Chris from Calhoun checked out uh, Vivek on uh, Timcast, which is on YouTube. It's uh, He's a he's a poll. Uh, Tim Pool, the yeah, poll. I'm just impressed with that open micer for following the assignment perfectly. We put out the call. Yes. You leave an open mic on the WSB radio app. What were you watching last night? The Trump Town Hall, the CNN debate with Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis, or Vivek uh, in his uh, Timcast, I guess, interview. Would that, would that be the correct way to describe that? Or is it just a... What, was it, does he do town halls on that podcast? I, I no, it's just a, it's just people sitting around like we do, only yeah. they can swear and they don't have commercials. But Open he, forum. Open forum. What I did last night was uh, getting myself geared up for the 25th anniversary of The Sopranos, uh, <laughs> getting ready to do my probably 30th viewing of that show. So, so this is that, that is still your favorite show, right, Tim? Because you brought it up on the Von Hester Doctrine a lot, how much you love the show. Is it still your favorite? Has it held up for over the years? Oh, it'll always be my favorite show. Really? Yeah, absolutely. It'll be my favorite show. It's, what? 
Go ahead. What, what if Stranger Things 5 comes out and just blows Str- you <laughs> Stranger Things, <laughs> shut up. It's time for the Headline Hopper. Yeah, you make me laugh, you young people. Listen, uh, lots of lots of news. You know, when the season ended over the weekend, this past weekend, the NFL season, uh, a lot of coaches found themselves either without a job by choice or without a job uh, not by their choice. So what's going on? And also, who's the odds-on favorite, according to DraftKings, to replace... Uh, What's his face? Smith? What's his? What was his first name? Arthur Smith. All right, see, I already forgot. That's crazy. You got Arthur Blank and Arthur Smith. That news came out on Monday this week. That's how crazy this news cycle has been. So I know people out there are driving around like, oh my gosh, that was on Monday this week. That was only a couple of days ago. And with Saban's news breaking yesterday, that obviously sent uh, shatters into the... uh, into this sports Yeah, that's world. college, but it's still, that's, I mean, that guy. The ripple effect of that was huge in the sports world. And then today, Bill Belichick is officially out as coach of the New England Patriots. Uh, he did say, you know, he left on very, very good terms as he was leaving the uh, the Patriots, though, as well. He said this. There's so many fond memories and, and uh, thoughts that I, you know, think about the Patriots and, and I'll always be a Patriot. I look forward to coming back here. Uh, and uh, beating you. I look forward to coming back and beating you, maybe playing in the Super Bowl. Well, you're not going to be in the Super Bowl for another 15 years, but uh, it was nice being here, and I love Tommy. I can't believe he doesn't believe in uh, their quarterback, Bailey Zapp, or Zappy, or however however you say their Zappy, isn't it? I think it's Zappy. I believe yeah, it is. what about the other guy? Mac Jones. Mac Jones. He has a football name. Mac Jones. That is a great football name, and you know that guy could have his career easily resurrected, but... Not the, on that team. The, uh, the I, No, no. not that, that Patriots team has got a lot of problems, but... To answer the uh, the question you put out there, the kind of crazy thing for fellow Falcons fans out there is that Bill Belichick is the leading candidate to land the Atlanta Falcons head coaching job. Now, who made this? Who makes the call on this? Like, are they just? It's all speculation, right? It's all speculation because they don't know anything from the Falcons camp. Correct, but the way the Falcons are interviewing right now, which this is very inside, and I've also got be- a lot of money. <laughs> yes, Arthur, you certainly do. You have a lot of money, and a lot of the coaches that we are seeking right now are defensive-minded coaches. Mm -hmm. And when you think defense, Bill Belichick is always top of mind for that. And again, the six Super Bowls speak for themselves. Like that's you, you can't pass up on an opportunity. Don't forget the like two this. they lost. So that's eight. Yeah, so eight opportunities in, I believe, 24 years as the Patriots coach. I mean, that's unbelievable. Yeah. So I even as a Falcons fan, as much as I despised Bill Belichick when we played against him, I think I'm in. I think I, I think you, you don't know, know what it's like to despise Bill Belichick because you're not a Buffalo Bills fan. That's true. Now you guys went through the the torment and the terror of Bill yeah, Belichick playing years him years and years, play, and years, playing him twice a year. But I, I just I, I think that he's got one, maybe two Super Bowls left in him. He just he says he wants to keep coaching, and if he's yeah. got the energy, I mean the the Falcons. If you're a Falcons fan, you know we have a really really good. Young core of players. Good defense. He's a defensive-minded coach as well as, as offense. He knows how to put players into positions to succeed. He just needs that quarterback. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think that with the Falcons having money to spend to for the first time in a while, this is a nice scenario for What about Vrabel? Vrabel, I'd like, but the thing that I brought up a couple days ago here on the Von Hessler Doctrine was he comes from the Tennessee Titans, mm-hmm. and that's where Arthur Smith came from. So I find it highly unlikely for the Falcons to pluck another head coach 
from the Tennessee Titans coaching tree mm-hmm. after what happened with Arthur Smith. That's nothing against Titans fans or the Titans organization, but... Well, good. I, Belichick can come here. He's 71 years old. He can come here, get us a Super Bowl, and then by the time he's 80, he can run for president. Yes, exactly. Hell, I, I would be yeah. 100%. If you brought me one Super Bowl, I would be so happy. I would be elated in the irony of him you know obviously having the greatest comeback of all time we call it the greatest collapse of all time here in Atlanta but for him to come here and to bring us a Super Bowl oh my gosh it would be glorious Tim it would be well, glorious it won't be immediate but I think he if he came here he's got the beautiful stadium he could be in the south it won't snow all the time right you know there's a chance that we could potentially host a Super Bowl I don't know if he'll be coaching five six years down the road but there's a possibility that Atlanta could host another Super Bowl too which that was so cool a couple years ago. Mind. I'm, you know, I can go to the varsity and eat. Yeah. yeah, you could go to the varsity and eat. You could hang out, have fun, man. I, I, I'm excited. I know that a lot of people are think the the franchise is in disarray right now, or they're they're thinking, oh, you know, this is the opportunity for the Falcons to go after the hot shot college coach. Like I saw some people linking our uh, very own Kirby Smart. Kirby Smart's not going to leave Georgia. That, he's th- th- he's destined to be there forever. Yeah, why would he leave? He's no. he's, he's gonna... beloved. He's beloved there, and he's brought uh, two championships so far. Probably should have been in it this year, but that you know that's up for the football gods to debate. What happened to Pete Carroll? Did he retire to get fired? He did not. Not really either. He got put into the Seattle Seahawks organization, so he'll be. He'll still be involved with it. He just mm-hmm. won't be the head coach. Kind of like what happened with uh, with the uh, Tampa Bay coach a couple of years ago when Todd Bowles took over yeah. for him. See, I've always liked Pete Carroll uh, going going back to the Patriots era. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's just it's it's a wild year. I mean, even just writing all of this stuff out. I mean, in the sports world, you just you can't deny that this this week sent ripples everywhere like even the most novice sports fans are like oh i know bill belichick mm-hmm. i know nick saban i know Pete carroll and you know poor arthur smith he kind of got lost in the middle of all this tim just because just well because, i'm sure you know, there's a high school my... team that needs an offensive coordinator out there yeah you know what there's there's going to be somebody that uh that, that'll certainly find a way mm-hmm. to help old Arthur Smith and, and, <laughs> and get him a job in the future. Uh, somebody who is also making sure that the ripples don't impact you. I'm talking about those traffic ripples out there. That's you know what this is a theme to? No, I have no idea. The Sopranos. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I Honestly, Tim, this is going to age me a little bit. I've never watched a single episode. It's not going to age you. It means you're young. It's okay. You're not. I'm the one who's aged. <laughs> uh, you should check it out, though. Start it with you and the wife. You get addicted to it. It's a nice distraction from princesses. How many, how many seasons? There's how, six seasons. Okay, that's not bad. That's no. doable. And yeah. it's like 12? less than a hundred episodes. Okay, yeah, it's actually really doable. So, yeah. no, so no wonder you've been able to watch it multiple times. Yeah, the eighty-six hours. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's 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 a daunting task. But uh, I had asked you earlier. Uh, this hour, if you are familiar with George Carlin. So why don't you tell me that story? All right. This is from Parade.com. George Carlin's daughter, Kelly Carlin, slammed this new AI-generated comedy special that's gone viral this Mm -hmm. week, Tim. Yes, it has. So uh, I watch this podcast every week called Dudesy. Uh, It's with comedian, actor Will Sazo. You know who he is. If I showed you a picture of him, you'd know him. And then his, uh, his partner, the podcaster, Chad Kulchin. And their show is... They say programmed entirely by an AI that's called Dudesy, and they did this last year. We talked about it. They made a um, a comedy special, a stand-up comedy special with Tom Brady. That's right. I remember this. And they put it out there, and immediately Tom Brady hit them with a cease and desist, so they had to pull it off 
and uh, they now call him on the show Football Baby. That is his name. But you can still find it out there, and I recommend you watch it. Yeah, I think we saw the audio for it. <laughs> but the boom, but the boom, but the boom, but the boom. It's one of those things where the jokes just keep coming. There's no nuance to it. There's no pacing. There's no. It was pretty funny too. Oh, oh god, the jokes are great. Yeah, the Tom so, Brady one was great. So out of nowhere, uh, this week, uh, Tuesday, I believe it was, they dropped um, George Carlin. I'm glad I'm dead. Was the name of the special, and and they had the AI read the jokes and do this whole routine. Um, I know we have clip of it, but um, it's really because last year most of the year was spent with actors and stuff. Um, they were on strike because of AI and everything. There's two things that need to be brought up here before we play the audio. One is they reached an agreement, and they are going to allow certain types of AI. Most notably, if you're a voiceover person and you're in SAG. Um, and you're a top name or you have a very recognized, let's just say, for instance, Morgan Freeman. Sure. Who, uh, you know, just has a very distinct voice. Uh, he can say, all right, you can use AI in my voice and just give me a little bit of money since it's not me going in to record it. That is going to kill the voiceover industry for people. But they've agreed and allowed, and that's what's going to happen. So anyway, these guys, there's an overall point to it, and we don't have enough time to really expand on it. It's all about context. So no matter where you stand on this, give this a listen before you make uh, your decision. Now, let's play a clip of real George Carlin first. Every time you're exposed to advertising, you realize once again that America's leading industry, America's most profitable business is still the manufacture, packaging, distribution, and marketing of bull****. <laughs> High quality, grade A, prime cut, pure American bull****. Now, that is from, I think, 2000 or 2001. It might have been the special he had a delay because of 9-11 because he has a whole routine about there's no bombs on planes. Anyway, so this special that uh, was put together by the Dudesy podcast, uh, here's a joke about AI and comedy. I think I can make a case for at least one comedian we can all agree is better in AI form, Bill Cosby. <laughs> with AI, Bill Cosby, you get all of the Cosby jokes with none of the Cosby the worst thing AI Bill Cosby could do is send an unsolicited AI-generated pic, which means it won't really look that much like a anyway. So basically, that's one of the jokes. And they, but they talk about in the special, the fake George Carlin talks about uh, the the ramifications of AI and and how it's going to eventually take over everything. And my advice is to don't make. Or don't let your opinion be forged until you listen to it and understand the gist of it. Yeah, for sure. And you can tell a difference just in that. I know that my ears picked up on it. And, oh, yeah, it doesn't and, sound like them that much. And it just it just requires people to expand their attention spans just a little bit. So that way mm -hmm. you can really, really listen. I realize it's getting the technology is getting better and better, but just make sure you stretch that ear out a little bit. So that way, uh, so that way you can decipher what is real and what is false. Somebody that is deciphering what is real and what is false. That's Doug Turnbull right now. He still has watched that long-standing mess. Hour two of the Von Hessler Doctrine begins right now. Eric, off today, off tomorrow, but Jared and myself, Andrew Timms, a.k.a. Tim Andrews, <laughs> and George Clark. Hey, the reason I'm playing this Rush song, YYZ, because I just started reading uh, Getty Lee, who is the lead singer of Rush and the bass player. He has a new book out that came out in November called My F in Life. And I'm bringing it up here real quick because 
Uh, the first couple of chapters have nothing to do with the band and have nothing to do with him musically. It has to do with his parents and grandparents who suffered a horrendous tragedy uh, in the mid-20th century. I'm sure you can guess what it was. Don't skip those chapters because a lot of us needed that history lesson and need a reminder of the stuff that we learned when we were younger because it seems these days a lot of people have forgotten. And that's all I'm going to say. It's time for studies, surveys, and polls. Studies, surveys, and polls, and uh, yeah, just to just to put a point on that. I mean, obviously, it's getting really good now. He's talking about how Rush got formed and everything, but I didn't know that his family were Holocaust survivors, and it's a gripping tale. And and he, because his parents uh, lived, and uh, you know, his mother and his aunts and uncles, they all told him these stories, and it's just amazing. When did the book come out? Uh, it came out in November. Okay, all right. Yeah. So you're just now. Was it given like for Christmas? Or no, something no, no. Like it's an, I waited for my uh, my my Audible uh, subscription to update, and I thought ah. I'm going to get me some Getty Lee because I always I love Rush, but uh, I didn't know any of his story. You know, there's there's bands where you know their stories, and there's bands where you don't know, and and it's uh, it's just an amazing. You know, I'm also a history buff. And have been since I was a little kid. Like I was watching news and uh, current events, and I, I was a weekly reader geek. I don't know if you know what that is. We used to get a newspaper for kids every week called the Weekly Reader. Oh, I like that. And uh, it had news stories in it, and TV and movies, but a lot of news. And uh, and so that whole era has has fascinated me. The Civil War era and World War II in particular. So I think for us, the 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 newspaper that we got was called Scholastic News. Did you guys have that as well, too? Scholastic was the company that put out the Weekly okay. Reader. Yeah, so we just, it was, they I guess they just completely branded it differently for us. So I remember getting those kind of things, too, because there's nothing better than when you're reading something that's so, uh, that, that just pull, sucks you in so much that you feel like you are being brought back to some of your previous life experiences, right? Like, mm -hmm. I know that, in particular, I'm reading Alice in Wonderland right now, and I'm just like, and I'm going through it and I'm, I feel like a little kid while I'm reading it right now and it's been just so joyful and so fun and you understand it a little bit more it, and it, it it does make me feel younger I mean I, I'm still a young guy like mm -hmm. that but I'm like I'm like oh my gosh like you know I it's it just it makes me smile while I'm reading it. and there's nothing better than when you find that kind of literature that does that to you and that's yeah. cool that this uh this Getty Lee book is really doing that for you oh well, yeah it's just reminding me of some stuff that um, that I learned in, in when I was in eighth, ninth, tenth grade, and you're going, you have to go back to eighty four, eighty five, eighty six to to learn all these things. And I had great history teachers in my school, teachers who were very passionate. Uh, my teacher, my history teacher in tenth grade, when we did all that, or eleventh, I don't even remember, but uh, his name was Mister Mudge. Mister Mudge, and, I love uh, that name. <laughs> his father had fought in World War Two. And he had artifacts that he had brought back after they liberated Germany. And he and he showed them to me because he wouldn't be able to just whip them out and show them to everybody, but he showed them to me because I asked. Look at that. So I think that the study we can get out of this, Tim, is that if you read or find something that is nostalgic for you, it brings and unlocks positive memories of your past, right? I think yes. like, we just did an unofficial study right there, man. But I also have to say that it also reminds you to uh, remember the past because if you get it, you're doomed to repeat it, and we don't want that to happen again. So. Amen. We do definitely don't want that to happen again. Uh, one thing, before I get to a study survey or poll, we have been asking for open mics, which you guys have been awesome. I'm trying to get as many in as I can uh, here from the WSB radio app. We mentioned in the first hour that last night we had 
the Trump town hall, the CNN debate, and the Vivek Ramaswamy political uh, orgy on TV. Political orgy, yeah, exactly. If you wanted to get your candidate, oh boy, you could you could find. Where was a way Biden? To... Was he doing a town hall? Oh, he was napping. Yeah, he was probably napping. So this Change is uh, my diaper. I'm gonna go to bed, <laughs> Mr. President. You probably need to get a little extra shot eye there. Uh, this uh, this lady had something to say about it. Hey guys, Colette from Brookhaven here. Uh, I didn't watch the debate last night. I was watching reruns of Murder, She Wrote and drinking beer. <laughs> you know what? I think she had a better investment of her time. Probably. We learned very, very little from those from the debates and especially the town hall in particular. The town hall, again, was a, a comedy hour for Donald Trump at, at minimum where they were extremely friendly to him, uh -huh. at, least, at least in the 15 minutes of a, that I saw over there. Maybe maybe other people can tell me, oh, I think actually. He, well, we said this earlier. I think he should have debated. I think he should for have sure. debated them all. He would have wiped the floor with all of them, but then they would have brought up everything, and he probably wouldn't have liked that very much. No, he would not have liked that at all, but he would have probably gotten to Iowa without anybody else on the ballot except for the psychopaths that are just like, I'm staying in no matter what. Like people forget on the Democrat side right now that there are, there's what's, what's uh, Dean Phillips is running up against. Uh, and Marianne Williamson. You think there's, I'm, I'm glad they're doing it. Yo, you're happy I, about yeah, it? Yeah. I think that, uh, I think that uh, because of the status, the state of their party and the same thing's going on in the GOP, there's fractures and you have extreme left and then you have the moderates and then you have, yeah, that. I think that Joe Biden it, it should be out there debating people. I think he should present his case to the American people instead of just going to where he knows he's in a safe space. Exactly. He goes there and he's like, oh, my gosh, look, these are amongst people that love me. It's the ones that the thing that's hard with him. And we play this audio all the time here on the show where all of a sudden he'll say something that's like moderately funny. Right. Mm -hmm. And the applause that comes out of the room is just like, ah! You said something so wonderful. And it's like, it's moderately funny. Like, not, it's, oh, it's not that it's not funny, but it's not really funny. Well, his, his whole personality is manufactured. And that's all I'm going to say about that. But it, it would, if he were, I don't know, 20 years younger, he would be out there debating. And I think that RFK, he should be debating RFK. I think that if you really want to protect democracy, then actually exhibit something that shows you care about it. And uh, speaking of RFK, he's going to be with Shelly on Saturday. So I look forward to hearing all about that. Shelly said he might pop in later and tell us a little bit more. About I that. am excited to hear about this because I think I'm going to bring my family to come meet RFK. That's going to be a good old time. I don't want to meet your family. Listen, RFK, they're coming to meet you. They're fans of you, but believe it or not. Keep them so. away from me. I don't want to make sure they wear masks. At least at least some of them are certainly fans of you. So that'll that'll uh, that'll be a, a good old time on Saturday. But we are in the middle of study surveys polls and uh let's start with this study from Washington State University that has found that you should escape the city. That's right for all the millennials and Gen Zers that are living in downtown Atlanta, Midtown, Buckhead, you name it. You should live closer to nature because and it benefits because it benefits you mentally and physically, especially with older adults in particular. But it also uh, benefits millennials and Gen Zers as well too. So you should move away from the city. Move away or get away for a little bit. It says you need to escape and move away from the city, so that way you get more green in your life. You get more. Uh, I get plenty of green. In my life. <laughs> I bet. You I know bet. what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Man. That, that way, you know, it's uh, you're breathing in fresh air all the time. You know what I mean? Like, uh -huh. wouldn't it be nice? You know, George, you live in the city, right there. Wouldn't it be nice if you lived up in the mountains or something yeah, like that in North Georgia, like where like Wyoming or something? Where do you live in the city? I live in Mechanicsville. Mechanicsville is nice. Yeah, it is a little neighborhoody. It's got yeah. some trees around. It's sure. Not too too. Uh, Urban, you, you know, it's you'd be hard pressed to find a place in the city that doesn't have greenery. 
Yeah, Atlanta's a great city. The city in the forest, they say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is nice to get out. Um, I like to go up north in the summertime because in the summertime at nine o'clock at night, maybe ten o'clock at night, it's uh, about sixty degrees. If it, you know, if it's you know, if it's not hot and humid, right. but it's nice. You got to see all the stars, and and, uh, and you know, you you can breathe. And well, and... according to Washington State University, Tim, it shouldn't just be in the summertime. It should be all the time. So you. Oh, and I've gone for plenty of walks in the snowy woods. Well, listen, for you being in your uh, being in Tucker, you're too close to the city. You need to go further away. I got trees everywhere. You need to be going towards like I have like, 15 pine trees on my property. You need to be heading more and more east towards like Augusta and stuff like that. Maybe in between Tucker mm-hmm. and Augusta and that way you I can, got Stone Mountain right there. That's right. You could do styles maybe on the other side of Stone Mountain. Maybe you could finally appease these good folks at Washington State University. I've got more to say about it. There are some interesting takeaways from it because these studies get uber specific about things. They're like, well, if there's not a walking path within a certain amount of feet from my place, then blah, blah, blah. It's like, like, guys, like when you get that specific on Mm -hmm. it, of course your data is going to be skewed one way or another. Can I bring my TV? Uh, (laughs) We'll get to whether or not you can bring your TV. But somebody that's making sure that you get where you need to go, uh, that's Doug Turnbull. He says there are problems on an... All right, Jared Yamamoto, do you have any more studies, surveys, and or polls? Well, just to answer the question on this Washington State University study. Oh, yeah, they had uh, said go outside. I, basically, yeah, it's go outside, move away from the city, and when you go even deeper and get to the specifics of the study, it basically says that if you have a 10% increase in green space, tree cover, water, and or nature trails, you're going to lower your odds of dying. So, oh, oh What if you, you fall into the ravine? Well, then I think that you would be one of the outliers on their mm. study then because uh, you would not end up making it there. But it just seems obvious, right? Like They're all obvious. Yes, it, of course. Go out and enjoy nature. Look at trees. Look it, at the clouds. It's like Leave pe- your phone at home. It's like people that only work out in the gym, right? Like They, they have to understand that they're like, I don't know why I have a vitamin D deficiency. Yeah, because, get some sun. Because you're only working out in the gym. You've got to balance work out in the gym some, work out outside some. The people that have the balance understand exactly what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. You've got to have balance in your life. Find some green. Go to a park. Yeah, bro. Make a, you got yeah, any green on you, bro? Right. I'm about to go work out, so give me a sativa. Make it, make it work in your busy lifestyle. I promise you, you can make it happen. Uh, We're also taking your open mics, too, during the segment as well, too. Uh, a lot of people are giving their feedback about whether or not they watch the town hall with Trump or the debate with DeSantis and Haley. Here's another uh, response to that. Hey, you guys, this is Joy in Peachtree Corners. I didn't watch any of those debates. I would have liked to have seen Trump. Could have. But I watched Slow Horses on Apple TV. <laughs> I haven't heard of slow horses. I have not seen it either. You know, I have. I, I have to get. There's at- a, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but there's a million other things that could bring you joy as opposed to watching uh, a bunch of politicians blabber. I agree. I. I. You know what? Honestly, this is going to sound very. This could be very embarrassing, but I'll be honest with the audience right now. Last night, I saw that Netflix just added the 1994. Uh, I guess what do you call it? Real live uh, uh, action. Uh, Flintstones movie that came out in 1994. The Flintstones movie. Yeah, the Flintstones movie where it's live. With John Goodman. Yeah, it's it was absolutely terrible, but I was really, really enjoying how terrible that movie was. That so, movie is bad, but nostalgically, um, it takes me back. I remember when it came out, and I saw it in the theater, and my first reaction when I saw that it was coming out is, this is going to be terrible. And when I left the theater, I wasn't disappointed. Yeah, it's, it certainly was. The, the best part was the B-52's guest uh, guest uh, performance in there. That was uh, absolutely wild. But I never liked the cartoon either. Uh, yeah, the cartoons, 
pretty cringe if you it, if you if you watch it's just the that. honeymooners and with dinosaurs. Yeah, it's uh, absolutely ridiculous. So I watched that last night. So you know what? It's totally fine. It was much if you can find enjoyment in something else besides watching politicians lie to you, then by all means go for what you know that you enjoy. Yeah, like uh, the horses show for sure. Uh, another open mic for you, real quick, Tim. Hello, this is Kurt listening in Concord, California. I just want to chime in on the Atlanta Falcons search for a head coach. I think we should go with Todd Munkin, the offensive coordinator in Baltimore, and draft Jaden Daniels and light this city on fire with some exciting offensive play. Good save. Just my opinion. Let's do it. Hey, well, listen, I can't comment on that because I don't know either of those people, but that person probably knows more about football than I do. Todd Munkin was the offensive coordinator at Georgia. Mm -hmm. He was obviously a great football mind. But he's only been the offensive coordinator for the Baltimore Ravens for one season. I'd like to see him there for at least another year before he comes to our Falcons. I want him to make sure that he is ripe and ready to go to ready be our, to, ready to pluck, ready to pluck and be a great offensive coordinator. Somebody that's ripe right now, making sure that you uh, are getting home safe right now. He's flying over. Jared Yamamoto, do you have another open mic? Yeah, we were talking about this study that says that people need to leave the city and go out of the country. Tim, Jared. Stay in the city, dude. Y'all ruining everything, man. <laughs> well, he's got a point. What was that, Jared Yamamoto? I like that. The uh, the show within the show right there. Uh, I was saying we got another open micer that did not watch the debate. So far, no one's watched it. Basic, no, no, one person watched Vivek. Yeah, watched Vivek on, on the Tim Cast uh, free forum show. Yeah. And uh, this, this person made it a point to say they didn't watch the debate. Hey, this is Adam from Cartersville. It's 525. I think it's like 59 degrees. I decided to enjoy my night, so I played Mortal Kombat and got my butt kicked by both my kids. <laughs> and then I finished the night with Everybody Loves Raymond. Have a good one. Dude, that sounds great. I hope you had a couple of beers, too. I hope so, too. I know that the other uh, ladies made it a point to bring up that they were drinking some beer and having a good old night. Because yeah. it just shows you, like, this thing, I, I realized that on Monday, yes, Iowans are going to, they're going to caucus. Whatever and, that means. Uh, yeah, where they all rally together and get in their little groups and mm -hmm. decide as a group who they're going to cast their vote for. And I realize that anything can happen, but it sure looks like the former president is going to wipe the floor. I'm with. going to win Iowa bigger than anybody has ever won the great state of Iowa. Where I, they got flies. I, I believe it, Mr. Trump. I certainly believe it. I mean, you were going after DeSantis again. He's going to be out of the race very soon. He's going to be out very soon. You know, I watched him last night. He's standing up with his shoes, his fancy shoes. <laughs> Uh, and he's going to be out of the race within, you know, a lot of people say before, before New Hampshire. A lot of people say before, before with his fancy shoes. He's got his fancy shoes with the lifts, you know, the fancy shoes. DeSanctus, that's what I call him, DeSanctimonious. Uh, you're not going to have to worry about it anymore. I think he'll drop out next week. Yeah, I think. Unless he wins, because uh, he might win. I realize anything can happen, but mm -hmm. looking at how the trends are going, I'd say, it, weirdly enough, you know, Iowa, people, people might not know this, especially here in Georgia, but Monday, the Republicans vote, and then Tuesday, the Democrats vote in their primary. So it's interesting that they... You mean their caucus? Their, excuse me, their caucus. Thank Wouldn't you, it be Jeff. funny if uh, Biden didn't win in Iowa? That would be quite funny. And Marianne Williamson? I don't think Marianne Williamson qualified for the ballot in Iowa. Well, then why are they even caucusing? They're, uh, they're voting in New Hampshire. I know that. I know that's why they've been focusing. Her and Dean Phillips have been focusing on New Hampshire. And the idea, I, I had a chance to actually see an interview with Dean Phillips, Tim, which the fact that I even found one and, and saw it was 
rare in itself, but he said, right. I just can't wait for people to wake up the next morning and see the headlines that Dean Phillips won New Hampshire. And I'm like, ha, okay. Didn't the Democrats move New Hampshire? Because New Hampshire's always been the first state to have an actual primary. Correct. And I think the Democrats moved there is because they want to start in the South where it's safer for Biden. I believe they ended up doing that. Again, the, the way to break it down for people that don't understand the party politics is that each party basically is a club and they get to decide the rules of when the states are going to are going to vote because the Republicans are a club, the Democrats mm-hmm. are a club, Libertarians are a club, and their club decides, hey, these are the states that we want to go first and not until we actually get to a state-run election a.k.a. Election Day yeah, or a... Um, election Month. Yeah, Election Month. Yeah, that's what it's basically what it's become. I can't make it to the polls. I need a vote on my phone. I need a month. I need everything. So that's... Uh, until it gets to that point, that's uh, basically the clubs decide how they want to run their club until, mm-hmm. until we get there. And it's hard for people to understand. They think it's unfair or the Democrats are cheating or the Republicans are cheating. But no, the, the Republicans and Democrats make the rules until you get to the actual... No, well, no I better bad. be on the ballot in Georgia. That's all I have to say. I, I certainly hope you are. I think you'll be the only one on the ballot by then. Yeah, it's going to be, I think I think it should be pretty much over by then. But uh, so people, again, we're taking your open mics uh, on all the various things that are going on. And we're in the middle of study surveys polls. I know that you were wanting more of this, Tim. So <laughs> Yes, hey, I sure was. I, I listen, I, I want know, more studies. Especially a study from the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences. This, oh, yeah. Hit, this hit me with that. I know that uh, George Clark was really interested in this one in particular. Uh, researchers from Columbia University and Rutgers University have found that a massive number of plastic particles have been found in bottled water. So this is not good. Nanoparticles of plastic, right? Yes, that's right. Yeah. We've known about this. People like George and I have known about this for a long time. But whenever we brought it up, we were told that we were crazies. (laughs) Yes, it's true. And uh, now that they've discovered that it's even more than suspected before, and they're even smaller than suspect, or that were previously suspected, and they're burrowing into your cells. Nice. Great. That's where Morgulon comes from, right? (laughs) The uh, Ah, see, I have one that George doesn't know about. Morgulon's disease is this, uh, it's, I believe it's psychosomatic, but people think that there are little plastic threads growing out of their skin. Mm. And then they go to uh, these doctors and skin doctors and stuff, and the doctors tell them that they're crazy. But you can Google it and find out more about I it. Be- I believe that they would be pretty crazy if you think that that's actually happening to your skin. I've had but- a rash lately. No. Uh-oh. Oh, <laughs> See? Oh. Well, uh, one night I read all about this disease, and then for the next month, I every little blemish on my skin is like, oh, they're fibers. <laughs> I need to go to the doctor right away. So my question- But they're not good for you. Well, it, obviously, it sounds uh, like a horrible thing if it actually happens. We should ban plastic. We, we should. And, and honestly, with all of this- Stanley Cup craze that's going on right now. No, not the hockey championship, but the no, that doesn't the, the ever cup, happen. The cup that the yeah, not especially not here in Atlanta. The uh, no, the college white girl craze that is now spread to moms and it is spread all across the nation. Everybody wants the dang Stanley Cup right now. I wonder what actually is cleaner, a Stanley Cup or one of these plastic bottle or these bottled waters that has all this plastic in it. Well, if the the water inside of the Stanley Cup probably has uh, plastic particles in it, it so has to, right? Like you can't win. To. Everything has it in it. Every yeah. single thing, right? And I guess you would have to get a distiller or a reverse osmos machine. Maybe I don't know. Doctor Joe can tell us about this. Yeah. Yeah, well, what you got to do is just get the plastic out of it. I don't know how you get the plastic out of it. You might have to get a filter. We need to ask him about that. Yeah, we seriously do because I I feel like people are think that by having these big ridiculous cups mm-hmm. that they're 
you know, oh, I'm avoiding all the plastic because I'm not using a plastic bottle anymore. What kind did we get? We got a Christmas gift from listeners last year. Um, oh, Yeti. We got a Yeti cup. Yeti cups. Which, that was Those so freaking nice. Those are great. And, 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 you know, I, I don't use plastic cups anymore. Um, I don't uh, waste, you know, just fill that thing up. You clean it once a, once a week or a month or a day. Anyway, whatever. You know what I'm talking about. I rinse it out. I make yeah, it a point. It I clean. I probably give a deep clean for my cup here. But now you, you have a, a plastic, what is that, Georgia State or West Georgia? Uh, West Georgia, I see the wolf now. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. Go right. Well, hey, I don't know. Same how, colors as how, Georgia State. How dare you? How dare you associate my West go Georgia Go West, wolves. young man. That's right. Or only, woman. Only the best go West. That's right. And don't associate us with Georgia state those panthers we like the panthers but not like that sure so the uh but like this cup right here i make it a point i clean it out once a week once a week and every it's day more of a tumbler every day rinse out yeah exactly but it does the job it's perfect it does the same job that the yeti cup does same job the stanley cup does and i'm avoiding the plastic cups or plastic uh with the water bottles all together so the plastic water bottles sure. all together that trend so, is over so i feel like i feel like i'm doing the right things here but maybe not you know what maybe maybe we're getting plastic no, I don't think you can do anything about it. It's like uh, the coming of AI. You can't stop it. You can't stop it's it. It's coming whether you like it or not. We don't think we get like a plastic zapper in our stomach or something like that? No. Oh. You might have to put a, a mesh filter to catch all the plastic, and then you can take it out and dump it out. Hey, listen, we've, we've heard mesh ads before on this station. We could, sure add, we we could add a new mesh ad to mm -hmm. our station right here. Speaking of mesh right there, making sure that you avoid all of the mess out there, at least. Uh, that's Doug Turnbull. He's Hi, Jared. I like this song. This is a good one. Yeah. So, we know at least that uh, Dr. Joe is listening to uh, Tim and Jared filling in today. Uh, because he texted me and said, I got an answer for you about the plastics and how you get rid of them. Yeah, Stuff I like believe that. we have them. Do we Do not, we have George? them on the phone? George, do we have them over there? I believe we may. I'm having a little trouble here. So, um, this ancient telephony... Technologies, people don't understand it anymore. Listen, I, I, get yeah, it. I don't think this is going to work. I don't think it's going to work. Gentlemen, but uh, text us, Doctor Joe, and yes. we'll we'll give you credit. Try of to course. get his answer. Exactly. Right. Now I'm I'm stealing his credit. I'm, I'm going to say that uh, Doctor Yamamoto came up. Doctor Yamamoto, but we, we want to know <laughs> if you can get rid of the uh, the plastics out of the water, and of course, Doctor Joe would know the answer to that. He certainly would. Uh, another story that would kind of fall into the Doctor Joe realm a little bit here, but this is a uh, quite interesting because I know that. There are plenty of people here in Atlanta that have certainly, uh, you know, they, they know about these type of things. Uh, <laughs> researchers from the University of Utah have found that magic mushrooms are traced back to an ast to the asteroid that wiped out the dinosaurs. So uh, people are saying that it's a, that maybe that's why you go on such a trip each time that you uh, partake in those. I mean, I wouldn't know personally from experience, but I'm just, you know, from what people tell me, you know, that's that that's the I think experience. the people that wrote that article are tripping. How the hell would they know that? Well, this is again. These are the well. Good what they don't even know where the thing. They don't know that they they think that it's a a fungi, uh -huh. a fungus, You're right? That came off of the asteroid. That just they kinda, think they they again. They, there's no way in hell they could prove that. And this is a ridiculous story. I mean, th th these mushrooms have been around. They're all over the place. There's many different types of them, uh, and. Uh, yeah, they're a lot of fun when you're young. They said that... But old enough to... Never mind. Make your own mind. <laughs> old enough to not live in... I don't know. Help me out here. They, they said that this uh, this fungus was discovered 65 million years ago. Again, Coinciding with the asteroid strike mm -hmm. that led to the extinction of the dinosaurs. Uh -huh. So awfully suspicious that there's no you know carbon, uh, carbon footprint of it before 65 million years ago. How would they know? 
They don't know. They yeah. don't know. This is nonsense. It, the, who did this story? This would be the University of Utah. Okay, well. They're good. They're good, too. Well, I know they're a good university. And, you know, people are, uh, you know, it, it, the experience that, that happens, at least from what I read, is... Uh, it would, would kind of maybe explain yeah, I've read why, about it's these out, before. why it's out of this world. You know what I mean? I've heard a lot of people who've grown up in Georgia. Because you know a lot of people in Georgia and Atlanta aren't really from here. They're from another state like me, and they moved here. And, yeah, you're and, a transplant. I've been here long enough. Um, let me just tell you this, that uh, cow poop is where you find heaven. I want to say real quick before we go to uh, traffic, Dr. Joe says plastics are endocrine-disrupting hormones, so they act like estrogen in the body, and that can cause abnormal cell growth. And that's why I have man boobs. Uh, that explains. Uh, good old Dr. Joe. You can listen to him Sunday nights from 8 to 10 right here on 95.5 WSB. Uh, try Another person that's trying to help you out right now. That's Doug Turnbull. He says there's another. Hour three of the Von Hessler Doctrine begins right now. Uh, Eric will be back on Monday. He's off today and tomorrow. Tim Andrews, Jared Yamamoto, and George Clark with you. That is right, and I have got uh, a good open mic, a good, good uh, comeback music here there, George Clark. Oh, yeah, it's per- fish. perfect for this uh, open mic. Tim, let me tell you, they're fun when you're old, too. <laughs> and Jared, you need to experience it. It is the expansion <laughs> of the mind. And, of course, there's a lot of cool colors, and you can watch cartoons. Anyway, that's my two cents. <laughs> yeah, speaking of AI, you probably create your own cartoons. I wouldn't know. I've never tried it. No. <laughs> Good old time. I don't even know what he's talking about. Aspirin? He's oh yeah, exactly. Aspirin, yeah. exactly. Yeah. All the uh, all know. the good stuff. Because uh, apparently those uh, the magic mushrooms that we uh, psilocybin that, man that that some people uh, choose to partake with and intake and yeah, consume. if you're a shaman and you're trying to open up that third eye. Yeah. And- Cleanse your portals and get rid of all the anxiety and stress in your life. Researchers from the University of Utah have found that... They didn't come from the damn asteroid. Or they believe that it came from the asteroid. No, they're not space shrooms. (laughs) They came... It's like saying octopuses came from uh, space, too. Hey, you know what? Everything here on this planet evolved on this planet, including the mushrooms. Well, maybe so. Maybe Maybe we'll get another study from... Another university that disproves this study from the University of Utah. Maybe, but who'd waste the money on it? <laughs> I have no idea. Let's do this. Hi, it's Paul Stanley, and this is Paul Stanley Presents, the latest in music and entertainment news, only on the Von Hessler Doctrine. So this is highly unorthodox. Where is Eric, and why am I sitting in his seat? This is bizarre. You are, Paul, you know what? This is what happens, man. You mm-hmm. retire, and you get the big seat. You have... Years and years of radio experience now, man. I, I trust that you can handle that seat very well. Well, I've played on the radio. My songs have been playing on the radio since the 70s, the mid-70s. And then I've done plenty of interviews on, on, on various radio stations. But sitting here in the host chair is kind of intimidating. I'm, I'm sure it is, man. I mean, you, you have to think about it like a performance. As Eric always says here on the Von Hessler Doctrine, he makes it's a... Uh, we're putting on a show every single day. They're, uh, we're walking with it. We're on a tightrope without a safety net, and you never know what's going to happen. Well, listen, um, that's something I'm used to, so I think I can handle it. Let's see. <laughs> Here's the first story. Uh, basketball player, commenter, you know, he's retired and everything, but Charles Barkley uh, says that he would have uh, 
done something to Aaron Rodgers if that quarterback had made uh, a Jeffrey Epstein joke about him. Yeah, this was, uh, I believe this was the ABC morning show where he made this comment on here, but uh, he was very direct. No, CBS Mornings. CBS Mornings. Thank you, uh, Paul. See, look, look at that. See, you're getting this entertainment news stuff down over there, yeah. brother. Look at you. Well done. This is uh, this is the exact comment he made here. People say that Aaron Rodgers crossed the line with Jimmy Kimmel. 100%. If Jimmy Kimmel had said that about you, I mean, if Aaron Rodgers had said that about you, implied that you had been on the Epstein list, how would you handle that? I'd punch him in the face. What do you mean, punch him in the face? You know what the hell punch him in the face means? <laughs> yeah, Gail King, now go clean your car. Clean your car, Gail King, your car's filthy. Listen. Now, I do explain that because people might not remember, and you have to be a longtime listener. Tim Andrews, not Paul Stanley, uh, was parked at Ansley Mall a number of years ago. Uh, he had an old BMW. That's me, by the way, Tim Andrews. I had a crappy old BMW. Uh, that was filthy because I hadn't washed it. And Charles Barkley was coming out of that gym there. I yeah. Think, I don't remember what kind of, what it's called. Maybe LA Fitness. LA Fitness, yeah. So he was all, you know, carrying his bag and all sweaty from working out. And I saw him. I went, hey, Charles. And he goes, clean your car, dude. <laughs> That's all he said. Had to, is your car cleaner because of it now? Well, I think Tim Andrews got rid of that BMW and he's back in something he's comfortable with, a Nissan Altima. And no, it's not very clean. But you know, Paul, you and Tim Andrews are awfully tight, man. Let's just put it that I way. I would never draw. You know what? If I was going to get a Nissan, it would be like a one of those expensive SUVs or maybe a Maxima. But I don't drive that. I oh, have cool cars. Oh, okay. That's say. Listen, I, I I get it, Paul. I get it. Which, uh, you know, good, good for a story to bring up there. I mean, everybody seems to be really, really upset with this uh Aaron I'm not. Rogers. I don't care a thing about it. You don't care about it? I don't care about Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I don't care about the Jets. I don't care about the Packers, which he isn't with anymore. I don't care about Jimmy Kimmel. I don't watch TV which, at night. What's so nice about that scenario for all of those people, Jimmy Kimmel, Aaron Rodgers, is that even if one of them were canceled all the way through and through, each of them, they both have so much money that they'll be just fine. They'll, they, they could be canceled and... Their legacy will be forgotten, but they'd have enough money where well, they Jimmy would be just Kim fun. I think Jimmy Kimmel would have to go back to some sort of show where he has women in bikinis jumping on trampolines, yeah. which is what he got famous for doing. That's that's what he did. Yeah, that's how that's also how dressing start. up like basketball player. It, well, I, I think honestly, it would be more entertaining than the show he's putting on right now. But that's my editorial comment coming through right there. I got to be. You very know, you're careful. pretty snarky, Jared Yamamoto, when uh, you're not leashed. I I, I certainly can be, uh, Paul. That's for sure. Next story, as they say, Lana Del Rey. I like her. She's a good singer. Zach Bryan, Odessa. 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 Why is there an S in it? Odessa are headlining Alabama's Hangout Festival 2024, also with Renee Rapp, the Chainsmokers, Dominic Fike, <laughs> and Chappelle Rowan. They'll also be performing in the three-day festival. Jared, you go to that festival, don't you? I have gone to Hangout Music Festival eight years in a row. It'll be... The, is this going to make it nine? Year. This will make it. I think believe this will be the eighth. I'm I'm already get, getting my reservations. Oh, so you lied. Reservations, but yeah. So I've done it seven years in a row. I, okay. I, you know, there were a couple COVID years there, Paul. They got lost in the middle. Did they of do it? Uh, you know, like live streaming where they played in like a garage and everybody just did their own thing at home. No, no. Hangout didn't do that. I know that some of the other festivals did. Like there's one called Lost Lands up mm -hmm. in Ohio that's primarily EDM, but they had what they called Couchlands. Yeah. And they had it to where, you know, you could watch the artists perform and even though there, there were no people there. Fish it was, does that. They called it Couch Tour. Well, they still do. So if you can't get tickets to the show, you can sit on your couch and watch it. See, that's cool. And, and I liked those shows for those kind of reasons. But man, I had 
so much FOMO during the pandemic when you couldn't go to shows and hang out. Unfortunately, there are I don't two... think you can use that word anymore. FOMO? Why not? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I mistook it for something else. Oh, okay, okay, FOMO. What's that mean? Uh, FOMO. Fear of missing out. Oh, right yeah. There. I don't have that. I don't miss out on anything because my life is a circus. Your, your life is certainly is a circus. And right now, with all these music festivals that are coming out, this was quite the week. You had uh, Boston Calling coming out, which is obviously a huge Where's festival. that? Uh, you know what? I'll give you one guess there, Paul, where it is. Mm, someplace in Massachusetts. You are right. In the, the biggest city there. Boston, Massachusetts. Oh, okay. that's, a, that's a huge festival. Hangout came out this week. And then the Bonnaroo lineup was absolutely great, too. That's got Pretty Lights, Fisher, Post Malone, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Fred again, Megan the Stallion, Jason Isbell, you name it. Like we had Excuse a, me, it's Megan the Stallion. Thank you. Thank you, Paul, for, yeah, for making sure. You need sure to be that. accurate when you're talking about people. But what what's so crazy about this week in particular is mm. everyone expected Coachella to come out with their lineup. Which, yeah, what happened? What, so apparently Coachella has not locked in all of their headliners. At least that's the rumor going on, mm. Paul. And so my question for you is, uh, like, so is Kiss going to come back and do one more show? Are you guys going to headline Coachella? Is that what's going on here? Well, you never know because we have the new Kiss avatars. You know, one thing I'd like to do before a festival is I really want to see Kiss inside of that big circle thing out oh, in the Las sphere. Vegas. Oh, the sphere. Is that what it is? The, yeah, sphere? the sphere? I call it the circle. I, the, the, the same circle, thing, you right? Know, I think when, when you're effed up enough, absolutely. It, it effed totally... up? I don't do drugs. Oh, you don't, Paul? Oh, no. Okay, well. I'm 70 know. years old. I, I get high on life, and I've never been a drinker or a druggie. I, I, I don't look like Ace Freely or Peter Chris. You're not a rock and roller? I'm a rock. You, listen, it's they say sex, drugs, and rock and roll. I'll just take the sex and the rock and roll. I don't need the drugs. Okay, all right. Well, I stand corrected then. I figured that you were out there still partying. But no, if, if, if they asked us, I bet we would probably play that because it would be a lot of fun to do a festival that we don't have to do a whole, you know, the grind of a tour going all over the world. I love it. And the thing that's nice about festivals, too, that people forget is that... The even, mud. Even, the, the, yeah, the mud that comes with it. Yeah, the Paul, toasted cheese sandwiches. Paul, that is the first thing that I think of is festival food and the mud. You are absolutely mm-hmm. right. I've got some theories as to why Coachella is taking as long as they are, along with uh, the headliners not confirming. But it is having a ripple effect on uh, on other festivals that are trying to release their lineups. But they're like, well, we're waiting for Coachella, so that way we know exactly who their headliners are going to be and it doesn't get messed up. But it's crazy what's happening in the festival world. I would love to see Kiss on a lineup. I hope that we're you guys... We're going to do shaky ankles. I, I, I hope that you guys are doing uh, some festival out there because I certainly would make it a point mm-hmm. to go watch you guys out there. Oh, somebody that's uh, watching something not good in Smyrna right now. It's uh, he's watching. Oh, well, congratulations. They're in order here for Jason Pierce of Brazelton, Georgia. Jason's going to go see Jason, Isbell, that is, on <laughs> Sunday, March 31st at the Tabernacle. Tickets on sale now at LiveNation.com if you didn't win. And uh, we have one more chance this week, I believe, to, to give them away, although I won't be here. No, you will not be here, Paul Stanley, from the legendary rock group KISS. Uh, I think people know you don't have to say kiss. Well, you know, just I in like case, the plug though. You know, there there are new listeners that are tuning in all the time, and you know, just because you've been, you know, you're retired, you're out of the game now. Slowly but surely, you know, we talk about this conveyor belt of life mm-hmm. a lot here on the Von Hessler Doctrine, and uh, even kiss. You know, you guys are on the conveyor belt of life too. But guess what? We're going to live forever because we have avatars that are going to play Kiss music forever. And then AI will write new Kiss songs and they'll replicate my voice. And then the robots that are on stage will do the new songs. Which is so funny. I, I wonder if 
honestly, we're going to start seeing that at music festivals in the future. I know, I, again, I'm a big festival goer, so I, I really, really enjoy it. And You know this, boomers don't let go of anything. They, 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 they do not. They, are, uh, they like to hoard the past, as I always, uh, ha- as I always tease some of my uh, family members about this. Now, uh, in particular, before we get to another story, you know, yeah. this, uh, we talked a lot about mushrooms and the the possibility of them coming from space. I like shiitakes. Uh, yeah, <laughs> shiitake I mushrooms. wonder what planet they came from. I, I, I wonder what planet they came from too, Paul Stanley. I'm guessing Mars, but anyway, go ahead. This, uh, you know, we, we got people going because like, apparently they're, the University of Utah thinks that magic mushrooms came from space. Uh, they, they came on the asteroid that hit Earth and wiped out the dinosaurs. It's got people going, and now people are telling us their tripping stories. Mushrooms allow you to use more than 10% of your brain. Mushrooms are the greatest thing that ever happened to the world. I was addicted to smoking weed and sitting on the couch with my friends, watching Family Guy and South Park, doing nothing with my life. I ate mushrooms, and I quit smoking weed for 10 years until I met my wife, who said she never smoked before, and, well, that we can't have that. Anyway... You guys are doing great. Well, oh, I appreciate that. Yeah, I don't know if they came from space or not, but that's nice. He it helped him quit smoking pot. I I I'm glad it helped him stop smoking pot. I was a little confused about that last comment at the end, the fact that his wife had never smoked weed, and then he said we couldn't have that. So I don't know if he's back on it or not. But hey, hey, listen, know. what happened is the magic mushrooms got him off the couch. Stopped watching Family Guy in South Park and living like Tim Andrews did twenty years ago or ten years. Yeah. <laughs> Again, and, Paul Stanley, and, you know a lot about this Tim Andrews. Well, man. he and I are best buds. And so, you know, and then he got married. You know, it, it got him off the couch. So he was out and he and he met his wife, wherever. And then, you know, now you got to decompress. And what are you going to do, drink and fight? No, they're going to smoke a little ganja. They're going to maybe do the mushrooms together, open their third eye. So there's six eyes in the house and they're just going to have a great time. I don't recommend it. You got you to be able to handle it. That's right. You got to be able to put yourself in the right mindset to be able to handle any of put that stuff. Put on Kiss Alive 2 and thrash. And make make sure that it is uh, it is legal in your area. So you're not going to break any news here, Or just Paul. go find a cow patty and uh, you know look at it after it rains. So you're not going to break any news here, Paul. You're no, not, you're... there's no... Pete Davidson said he was stoned at Aretha Franklin's funeral when he was on ketamine. I don't even know why he went. Like, she had any idea who he was. Now, and, and you have no news to break saying that you're not going to do Coachella or anything, right? Because that would be Only huge time news. will tell, Jared Yamamoto. That would be huge uh, if you were to be the one to show up at Coachella and be one of the main headliners, you or your hologram. But, Paul, thanks for... <laughs> Thanks for hanging. <laughs> thanks for hanging. You're out. welcome, Jared. Thanks for hanging out with us here on the Von Hessler Doctrine. Uh, Doug Turnbull is still over this bad breaking news. All right, Tim. It looks like we have another open mic. Forgive oh. that last open mic. I'm sorry, Paul Stanley. Great joke. Shaky ankles festival because of the eight inch platform heels. Thank you. That makes me happy. You're welcome. Very much so. <laughs> All right. Well, it's been a fun two and a half hours. Let's let's go out on a high note as well. We have a guest in the studio with us, but I think before we get to our guest, 
Yeah, this has been a, a really, really good time. I know that I'm uh, super pumped. We get to do it again tomorrow, Tim. You and I, four to seven. That's right. And hopefully, uh, Autumn had a, had some family issues today. Hopefully, she gets to join us tomorrow as well. Which but we, we do wish her well, and and uh, and all of that as well. Yeah, we certainly do it. Now the um, the guest we have in studio, we got uh, Shelly Winter coming in. Hey, He's here. Shelly, Shelly Winter. You mean the host of the Shelly Winter program, which airs every night on this radio station from seven to ten p.m. That would be the Shelly Winter show from yes, 4 sir. to 7. Uh, program yeah. show. I mean, come on. Listen, you can Are see Are you mad, Live. We're live We're local. live. Yeah, no one live else and is. Local. No one else is live and local like Shelly is. That's true. You should always listen. I know that when I am driving home, I'm always listening to Shelly and what he has going on, which this he week... He does a good show, this ab- Shelly. Absolutely. Which, Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. I'll give you your 10 bucks. You used to have me on it every now and then, but now... Oh, you get kicked off. Huh? Yeah, it kicked me off. The ratings went down when Tim was on, right? No, this no. Time. Actually, they were sky high, but it was easier... Because I've when he was on nine to noon, right? Oh, yeah, right. yeah. So now I've asked him, "Can you stay a little longer?" I've asked him that several times, uh-huh. and it's always, "No, oh, I gotta get home, the baby. Oh, uh, you know, I got a babysit." So uh, it's not, I've asked him because <laughs> he's him here. To bed. I he's put sitting him to bed. right here at seven o'clock. Like, hey Tim, can you hang out a little while? Let's do some stuff together. Oh yeah, I gotta All get right, home. Listen, unless it's a Wednesday, <laughs> unless it's a Wednesday when I record my podcast, um, the next time you ask, I will stay. Okay, well let's do every Wednesday. Oh, I said I can't stay Wednesday because I have. Oh, you my, said, a, you said except a, Wednesday. Except Wednesday. Okay, Shut we'll up, find Joe. a day. <laughs> Joe thinks everything's funny. Joe Biden. Speaking of which, uh, Shelly, that, that uh, is so Tim. By the way, Shelly, no, that is, is so Tim. Is. Walking out the door. <laughs> right, and then he's always the first to get out of here. Bye. I gotta go. I gotta go. <laughs> all right. More importantly, on Monday evening, Shelly, you'll be giving us all the uh, the the recap, the lowdown of what's going on in the Iowa caucuses. That's going to be ten to midnight, right? Ten to midnight live, yes. and that's after your regular show. So you well, right, uh, we have Bulldogs live every Monday. Oh, so okay. From eight to ten, will be Bulldogs live. From mm-hmm. seven to eight, uh, they're going to run a Martin Luther King kind of CBS sure. special, and then I'll be back on at uh, ten o'clock. So you're coming into work on MLK Day. I'll be well. I'm actually coming in at six thirty in the morning because I'm covering for Mark Aram. Oh wow! Uh, who, who's not going to be? Who's off on MLK Day? And so I'm confused. I'll be coming. I'll be doing nine to noon for Mark Aram, my yeah. dear brother. I appreciate them asking me to. Do you know in. why I'm confused? Well, it's Martin Luther King Day, right? Yeah, I mean, if they got the black guy, you know, working two shifts all day, a pound of flesh. <laughs> That's it's, right. You know, and uh, do you guys work that day also? Yes, uh, we are working. We, well, yes, we are four to see, seven. See, this is a classic. This is what's going on in this country today. They have the poor white trash and the black guys. <laughs> They're starving us, making us work, overworking us, uh-huh. so the rich elites, you yeah. know, at the top can make a, a bank off of us, and that would be Von Hess. And Arams of the world. That, yeah, that's exactly well, I think happening. Von Esler will be here as well. That, that, that's ex- but see, that's what's happening though. Shelley is on to something here because it's absolutely ridiculous how society tells you and, and and the media tries to tell you, oh, that we should be divided, we should be banging heads against each other, we should be fighting the entire time, be upset with each other. But Shelley's on to something here. The uh, white trash whites, they come on now. There's a lot of things that we have in common with people like yeah. that. We should be united on some fronts. I'm going like to take the day off because I've been doing a lot of different podcasts and talking about how all these different comedians had to do terrible things with Harvey Weinstein, but Cat Williams never had to do any of that. Listen, Cat. Because you- he's a free black man. I'm a free man. I mean, I like all people and I don't like to discriminate. So we're not going to find you at the uh, IHOP down in Noonan or anything like that? I might be there because I like to eat pancakes. Kevin <laughs> <laughs> Hart never ate no pancakes. He goes to Waffle House. <laughs> the stacks are taller than Kevin Hart. They are. Yeah, they, you know Taller what? than Cat Williams, too. They're both short. 
I'm short, but I'm good looking. You're not going to go on Wanda on me, are you? <laughs> I don't, no, not at all. <laughs> I'm not losing my job. <laughs> yeah, you, 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 yeah. Oh, wow. Anyway. No, 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 I didn't mean it that way. I love Wanda. Wanda Smith's a no, dear no, no, friend I know of mine. T- I know you're yeah, talking she's about. She's a dear friend yeah. of mine. I didn't mean it that way. I don't want to yeah. lose mine either. That's why well, I'm going to stop doing Cat Williams. No, but we should. We, we should somehow, you know, why do we have to be in George? Does George Clark have to work on Monday I'll also? be here. See, this is, I'm telling That's you. That's right. We got, we, George Clark's from another planet, so he doesn't get any exactly. holidays. Yeah, all the rich guys are off. I'm That's telling true. you. All the rich the, guys are off, and you know we're the ones holding it down. But hey, you know what? That's how you know that WSB is live and local, mm-hmm. and it makes us the best radio station in town right there. I can't disagree with that at all. But you, even bigger news than all of your your entire day on Monday, is you are going to be interviewing yes. and spending time with uh, a presidential candidate that you don't see on uh, most, well, you see him on Fox News, but you don't see anything positive about it on CNN or MSNBC, and I'm talking about RFK Jr. So what are you doing with him, and, and is it open to the public? Tell us about it. Yeah, I'm sitting down with RFK Jr. live, uh, no, not on a phone, live. Um, it's going to be recorded here uh, at WSB Studios, um, and uh, we're going to air it next week. I'm uh, going to play some clips on Mark Aram's show uh, Monday, Monday morning. Um, one of the first questions I'm going to ask him is, there's a great great story about the relationship between the Kennedy family and the King family. Mm-hmm. Um, not in modern times, but back then. Um, and it's a great story that I want our listeners... Wasn't were, were his father close with uh, Martin Luther King? Well, the story goes, what happened was when Martin Luther King was arrested, either in DeKalb or Fulton County here in Georgia, mm-hmm. um, a, a, a mob was forming, to, you know, because they were going to put him in jail for a year for not having, he had not switched his license from Alabama when he was a, a, a pastor in Alabama to Georgia. And so they're going to put him in Valid jail. Valid reason to lock right, him up. Right, right. Yeah, they're exactly. going to lock him up for a year. And so his father stepped in. They reached out to the Kennedys. The Kennedys got him out. His father was attorney that, general then, right? Uh, his father, or was this no, before that? King's father. Was head of Ebenezer Baptist Church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying that. Oh, okay. Yeah, but so Bobby Kennedy right. was the Attorney General right. at that time. Uh, they believe he was Attorney General, or they were just the Kennedys. Yeah, yeah, right, you yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so we're, we're going to get more on that story and the relationship between the Kings and the Kennedys, because you know when you look at the history, these two families suffered tremendous pain. Absolutely. You know, um, uh, families being murdered. Uh, you know, uh, heads of you know the fathers being murdered, uncles being murdered. I mean, this is tremendous history here. So that's the one of the first questions i'm going to ask him we're going to play that on mark am show but then i'm obviously i'm talking to him about how the democrats are suppressing his ability or, or voters ability to vote for him mm-hmm. uh talking about his political campaign a lot more are you going to ask him about this this was a viral moment that happened earlier in his campaign if you in a lab put atrazine in in a in a, a, a tank full of frogs it will chemically castrate and force forcibly uh, uh feminize Every frog in there. You going to bring that up with him? Well, I, I'm not sure what the controversy is. The controversy this is... This all stems from an earlier statement made by Alex Jones. that They're turning the frogs gay. Okay, well, I mean, so we test things on animals, right? Yeah. I will ask him because yeah. you want me to, but you test things on animals. If you see an adverse reaction in an animal, usually we don't use those things on humans right. because that's why we test them on animals. So I'm not sure what's controversial about that. I do One question I do want to ask him regarding all of that kind of stuff was years ago I went to the Fox Theater, and I don't know, a lot of people don't know this, but they released a documentary called Vaxxed. Yeah. And uh, he had produced it, and he spoke at the Fox Theater. Guess who was speaking with him? Guess who co-hosted this Vax event? Who? Or Fauci. anti-Vax 
Minister Louis Farrakhan. Oh, Louis Farrakhan. Oh, really? Louis Farrakhan wow. and Ro- Robert F. Kennedy Jr. at the Fox Theater, and they both were speaking on the impact of vaccines. Isn't that interesting? Because you see so many. That's exactly Yeah, right. that's very interesting to have those two guys who couldn't be more polar opposites more, more pro- about a lot of things. And a lot of things. However, they came together on the vaccination mm-hmm. situation, but it was not covered at all here in, especially Atlanta, when it happened. And the question becomes, why wasn't it, question, why wasn't it covered? Was it because it was a vaccine thing, which the media can tends to stay away from sure. or was it because it was Farrakhan with you which the media tends to stay away from or was it a, a, a little bit of both they should get Aaron Rodgers to do the next one right <laughs> so so I got an hour with them so I'm very excited now about will there it. be other lis- will there be listeners there will there be a group of people watching or is it just you two one-on-one uh there'll be some insiders insiders okay is, but there yeah. will be an, uh, yeah, a so small I, audience of I, you know me I'd love to go on the air right now and be calling number 10 oh, I know free yeah tickets but yeah that would be I'd get a text I don't have my phone on me but i get a text immediately you can't you can't disagree with this is that he's definitely an interesting person he has an awful lot to say and if you actually take the time to listen to him say what he has to say you might learn something that you've never learned before let me tell you i am probably one of the most conflicted i heard you say earlier on this show tim about who's undecided mm-hmm. i'm undecided you are i am very much undecided some days i wake up and i love Thank donald you trump much, yeah i love donald trump and some days i go to bed hating the guy yeah Robert F. Kennedy is a dumb son of a bitch. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is very appealing to me. I look yeah. forward to hearing all, I, all I, about it. I can't wait to, uh, to to hear the interview on Monday. And listen, we'll all be working together on MLK Day. It's going to be a good time. Shelly Winter Show coming up Whites next. Whites and Blacks Unite. That's right. We'll all be together, hanging out, having a good time. And your show is going to start in literally 12 minutes. But right now, somebody that has better news with that breaking trouble all right, Jared, we made it for the three hours. Thanks to Shelly Winter for coming in and, and uh, giving us a preview of... Man, he's working all day Monday. That is a, a, a long Martin Luther King Day holiday. But yeah. you know what? It, it's Obviously, it's an extremely important day, and I don't want to dismiss it. No. But looking at it from a holiday calendar perspective and a holiday calendar perspective only, so that yes. way nobody twists us out of context. A lot of times people take two weeks, one week off, during the Christmas New Year's holiday. Mm -hmm. So it's not uncommon for somebody to work on MLK Day, but obviously remember how important that date is. But he'll have a lot of great uh, programming for you between 9 and noon as he fills in for Mark Aram, and then he'll play some of the interview that he does with RFK Jr., and then, of course, he's doing the the 10 to midnight, uh, the Iowa caucus. Which is, again, still crazy to me that the Republicans are doing the Iowa caucus on Monday, and then the Democrats are doing their caucus on Tuesday. I don't even know why the Democrats are doing it. They don't have anybody running but Joe. I guess you te- they're gonna caucus. I guess technically for the club you have to yeah, Joe, you know, they're gonna yeah, they're gonna caucus. Yeah, we're gonna have a great caucus. We're gonna caucus. Who would have thunk of it, as they say? Who would have thunk of it as they say? So they I think that they'll um Mellifulous. I, I don't think that we're gonna get any surprises out of Iowa on the Democrat side. <laughs> and honestly, on the Republican side, I would be very surprised if we had anybody other than Trump win it but hey the great thing about 95.5 oh w- i'm gonna win it believe me shelly doesn't even need to bother to come in it's already there it looks like your show's over i hear the music i won listen i believe it uh mr uh, mr president i yes. i believe that that probably will happen but hey you gotta count the votes you know what you gotta count that votes isn't that right kamala i think that's really important and then you gotta call brad raffensperger and ask him where the rest of the votes are hey we had fun filling in today eric will be back on monday you got us tomorrow uh, have a great night, and uh, anything to add to that, Jerry? Yes, absolutely. We don't do this enough here. So one of the cool things about this show is that we are available on all the socials. Look for 
The Von Hessler Doctrine on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and X. Of course, you can just look for The Von Hessler Doctrine on all those platforms. And then individually, obviously, I'm on all those platforms as well, too. I'm at Jared Yamamoto on all those platforms, except TikTok. TikTok makes it at Jared Yamamoto 5 for some reason. Yeah, the hell with TikTok. At Jared Yamamoto. And then, Tim, you got a couple of handles out there. At Timstagram here if you're on Instagram. Uh, at Tim Andrews here on Twitter. And uh, I'm on Facebook. You'll find me. Exactly. It's easy to find them. You know, you know where our little goofball accounts are at. But we appreciate hanging out with all of you guys and can't wait for tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Von Hessler Doctrine podcast. Remember, you can hear the show from 4 to 7 on 95.5 WSB and follow the Doctrine on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, Instagram, and Twitter for even more content. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.